How many baseball podcasts do you think have started off with this song? Every single one of them. <laughs> Every single one of them. I like it though. I think that sounds good. Those levels seem good. Yeah. It's a, it's a little in the yellow, okay. but I like it though. Alright. Yeah, okay, I guess it is lead singer of CCR. It's been a lot of times that I heard this song. Well, don't we have to keep it under like 30 seconds? Or, or it's like, we're just talking over it. So it doesn't matter? Yeah, okay, it doesn't matter. Yeah, let, let it ride out. We got it, yeah. John Fogarty has to have himself put in. Put me in, coach. I'm ready to play today. This whole entire podcast is going to be up. No, if any, yeah, we're yeah, just actually going to put this on repeat. Gordo's favorite hits. We're just going to play it. We're just going to play it all night. I'm just kidding, boys. Welcome on in. I feel like we should call this something other than the Dudley Danger Zone, Gordon. We've been doing this for quite some time and yeah. uh, still have yet to come up with a new name for our podcast. But at any rate, my name is Kyle Dudley alongside my co-host, as always, Gordon Ramsey. Gentlemen, we're really excited to do this. We really don't know exactly how we're going to do this, what we're going to do, what we're going to talk about, really. Gordo, first of all, how the hell are you? It's been forever since I've seen you. How are you? Yeah, what? It's been since October, Long I time. Think? Long yeah. time. I mean, what? We did the uh, fantasy podcast in October for football. Ever since then, I mean, life's been a whirlwind, bro. We've just been chilling. Which we could have done more. It was all Sasha's fault. I blame her. Usually is Sasha's fault in <laughs> yeah. more ways than one. But yeah. uh, for, for those of you guys who don't know, first of all, we really want to do this the first time. If I had to guess, Gordon, this would probably be the only one that we do. I don't know. We'll see what kind of reviews we get from the group here. But uh, Gordo and I have been doing this for a couple years now. A couple years ago, yeah. uh, not to brag or I took my own horn, but I won the fantasy football, our fantasy football league. What second or third time? I don't know. You lose count after you win so many of them. But I told, I told, I told everybody, I told everybody. I said, listen, I win this year. I will put some of the funds towards like a legitimate podcasting mic and blah blah blah. And that's what I did. Gordo uh, became my co-host. I used to just do it on like YouTube and shit like that. And me and Gordo. We have a blast doing this. Now, football, Gordon, I think you and I can both agree. I just basically watch eight hours of Red Zone on Sunday. Gordy, as we talked about, you're always just off to date in general yeah. on sports, the NFL, through Twitters, and you know, you're yeah. a big like online reader and that sort of thing. So we and I'll also watch eight hours of Red Zone. This is true. Well, sometimes you're working though on Sundays, yeah. I feel like. But now now I'm not, which oh, is nice. But watch you know, out. Hey, hey sleeper hey. team, Gordy, this year for fantasy football. I'll watch still eight hours of Red Zone. I'll still lose four hundred dollars on a Sunday. But uh, <laughs> so we, we can we can get through a full fantasy football podcast. Just you know, football's always been something that just kind of sticks in my brain, stats yes. and plays and touchdowns and that sort of thing. And it's actually like I don't it's not good. We're not gonna go that far, but it's like somewhat useful not useful information but like we know what we're talking about to some extent baseball that's completely out the window and Gordo I want to start tonight I'm just curious like because we've got a lot of different you know we've got like like new guys you know Hambones coming in like I know Hambones a big DraftKings player like he's a big fantasy guy but also a diehard Reds guy you know this is Puzz's second year with us Puzz obviously big fucking Yinzer big Pirates guy I'm not so sure how much of a fantasy player he is so from a fantasy baseball perspective, what 
do you think there's an advantage to being like a diehard fantasy guy or a diehard specific fan of one team? Do you think there's an advantage to being either one of those two or, or another example, I guess, would be like, like Connor and, and OD. They are just baseball followers fans. of the game yeah. of baseball. Like I know Connor's a, a Red Sox fan, but do you think there's um, anybody has a leg up, if you will, I guess, in our league? I think the people who have a leg up are people who know fantasy, who know, who also have a pretty high baseball knowledge in general, where they're able to kind of look at different players and look and like get the different news and different headlines and try and like basically look at it from that perspective, but also understand like being a big fantasy guy in my opinion is understanding like all the points mm-hmm. involved and mm-hmm. what benefits you the most. For instance, right now I'm running a fantasy ba- basketball podcast and I drafted everyone who gets rebounds because that's the most amount of points you're going to get. So when you realize those different situations, you know, you're know you able to cater that with with what you think would be a, a huge strength. Like, for instance, our whole entire draft, everyone was choosing fucking pitchers. Mm-hmm. Mike Trout went, went in, almost in the second round. Yeah, he was late first, like yeah. early second, went to OD, I believe. Yeah, it's insane because... I mean, we have really good baseball knowledge as far as, like, a lot of people know a lot of baseball. As far Like, for me, for instance, I'm not as knowledgeable as OD or Connor. I know a little bit about it. I know a little bit of what's going on in the league. You know, of course, as soon as fantasy baseball starts, I'm going to start getting more into it. But, you know, I'm just a really diehard Pirates fan, and I like the Indians. Okay. So... And I think that's interesting, too, because, you know, you bring Jimmy comes back and, and he's with Tommy. First of all, before we go any further, I, I do want to welcome our, the new members yes. of our league. And that would be Mr. Chase Metzger, Hambone. Shout out, Hambone. Uh, who, fuck if I forget his name. I'm gonna feel, Tyler McDaniel. Tyler! Tyler, Tyler the Lord and Savior, Tyler McDaniel, our 12th. Last uh, into the league, but first in our hearts. Without Tyler, we have no league. And James Glantz, I don't know if you're going to listen to this at all, but I just realized like three minutes ago, you're Puzz's co- co-owner with yeah. Puzz. Yeah, we just found that out literally five minutes before recording this. So, James, welcome on in, brother. It's good to have all you guys. Um, kind of circling back, though, Gordon. You know, It's funny you say that like Connor and, and OD, big followers of the game, but traditionally struggle in in this league and it's funny you think about teams like pat that fucking asshole who's won three years in a row and it's just been indians 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 the indians you know obviously ship some players off here in in the offseason not exactly you know the juggernaut and what is supposed to be a weaker al central again this season so how did he do it He, he he goes back and he gets another awesome team this year but i i think to summarize, Gordon, fantasy baseball is just such a grind, and you can, you know, have your your diehard specific team fans like Pat with the Indians who can excel. You know, you can have your diehard MLB guys like Connor who have traditionally struggled. It's really about how much time you're willing to put into it. And you think about like Wyatt and Isaac who were really strong last year too. I mean, Wyatt will just come out and straight say, I don't know shit about baseball. Yeah. Reds guy from Southern Ohio, obviously. But like other than that, they, they don't. it's not like their, their first love in terms of sports that they follow. And he was very, very strong last week, the bro- or last year the brothers were. So is it just fair to say the amount of time you put into it is really what matters and is the fantasy baseball draft the least important of all season long leagues uh yeah the fantasy draft is definitely the least the least important as far as because 
you know, you end up having different players just come out of nowhere, either coming up from AAA or just overall players that you that were under the radar that are just having a fantastic mm-hmm. season that you're not expecting to be in the draft. Like, for instance, like, and also there's going to be players like, um, just, let's just say Starling Marte ends up having kind of an average season. You're definitely going to try and ship him off and try and pick up someone else. So there's always those moving parts, as everyone says, by week, like, I don't know, five or six, you're basically having a brand new yep. starting lineup yep. every day. Yep. And, it, and it's interesting, too, because, like, I, I th- just kind of looking back at the draft, and obviously, you know, it was, what, over a week ago. I mean, shit, it was like 10 days ago. So, yeah. But just, like, from my memory, I mean, me personally, like, I'm just a very, uh, like, I remember a couple years ago when uh, Connor's friend, Mike Shop, I want to say, I don't know, it was a year Bellinger won the NL MVP. Bellinger had a down year the year before. He got Bellinger, like, the fifth or sixth round. You know, I, I think at least from my perspective and the strategy that I took was, you know, I, I took Javi Baez like fifth or sixth round. Okay. Javi Baez, obviously he was asshole last season, the shortened season, but he was a former late first round, early second round pick only a couple years ago. You know, Paul Goldschmidt, obviously he's getting a little bit up there in age, but again, he has been a traditionally, you know, hovering around 280 to 290 average hitter low 30s mid 30s home run yeah potential for a lot of rbis with arenado protecting him as well in the lineup now so for me i felt good about drafting names and maybe that's uh, i got sucked into names like you know your bias your goldschmidt that sort of thing but do you need to have like young potential guys or is that a good strategy in the sense that like you know what why i got what kershaw in like the fifth or sixth round or yeah. something like you know scherzer went in the second round for the first time since we've been doing this or, <laughs> or the second round since the first time since we've been doing this you know do you think some guys just kind of overthink it and they try to go for the young like you know the, the highly touted prospects who are supposed to have you know good seasons or do you think it's better to just go with names and the tried and trues and just hope that they have bounce back seasons? How do you balance that in a draft? I mean, I think it's really hard to balance it no matter what, but I think the best way of going about it is, you know, coming up with it with your own strategy of what you think would end up working. And there's really no right or wrong strategy coming in. I mean, probably the wrong strategy would be, you know, not, you know, picking up a whole entire full lineup, yeah. but <laughs> overall, if you not you know, a good one there, do at least the basics and come up with something that you think would end up working. Now you can always look at young prospects, but once again, like as a prospect, anything could end up happening yes. in that time frame. Baseball is a very long season, so anything could end up happening. They could have like a slump first two months. You get rid of them, thinking he's not going to have anything because you want to try and get something else. Next thing you know, he could be having him. A fantastic second half of the whole entire season. There's just many different aspects to it. So I think having a good balance in between there where you have a little bit of the young prospects but also your the ones that you know for a fact, like Paul Goldschmidt that's going to have 280, 290, and then like, I don't know, let's just say like a bunch of RBIs where you end up getting the good amount of points you need from him. But at the same time, you know, he is getting up in age. He could be, you know, not seeing it like he used to. Especially after 2020, and they didn't have that many games to play, so right, and it's and be a little different. And I think the difference in football is just football. You know, we we always used to talk about you know volume is king, opportunities are king. You know, even next year, Zeke obviously had a down 2020 season. The Cowboys in general were just a mess last year, but I would be absolutely shocked 
if Zeke still didn't go first round, even with like the emergence of Tony Pollard and you know their offensive line was was banged up last year, but because Zeke's got that contract, you know that that's where the offense runs through. You know he's gonna be looking at twenty to twenty five carries a game, yeah. a couple more catches out of the backfield. You know, there's your tried and true stars of NFL fantasy when it comes to baseball. Like it, it doesn't shock me that I've never seen anybody in my outfield actually play baseball just doesn't shock me i drafted a guy named lords goriel jr (laughs) which is definitely a front runner for favorite names on my team so far but point being is you know sometimes you just gotta kind of trust the analytics you gotta trust the projected stats because when it comes down to it i mean you have no fucking idea how anybody is going to do. You really don't. I mean, we, we saw Jimenez from Chicago try to rob a home run in spring training, blew out his tit muscle, and now he's <laughs> gone for half a year. You yep. know, he's going to be gone for six months, probably the entire season. So I think baseball is just such a toss-up. But I got to ask, is there anybody off the top of your head you thought had a really strong draft? Did you feel you had a really strong draft? Is there anything that you can maybe summarize what you remember from our draft last Sunday? Uh, I really do think uh, Pat had a really strong draft. I think sneakily uh, Wyatt had a pretty good pretty good draft. Good rotation well. does good, Wyatt have. A very good rotation. Now, granted, uh, the rest of his team, as far as like the position players, you know, they're definitely players that, like, they're – there's a little bit of there's a huge prospect to it. As long as the projecting projections end up going towards what he needs, he's completely fine. I think Pat has a great one. As far as myself, I mean, I think I expressed it during the draft where I was just like, I already hate my team. And so. it's funny. I, I kind of liked your team. Like you got JD JD Martinez is another one of those. Yeah. Like what he had one down year. Like this guy, it was yeah. the best hitter in baseball, arguably for what five to four years. But before last season, now all of a sudden he went what to seventh, eighth round, something like seventh, that. Eighth, yeah, yeah, like it's it's crazy to me. But um, one thing I do want to hit on as well, Gordon, and I know there was some there was some chatter amongst our group me about you know you know Hambone had brought up he didn't think that like wins or losses should count. You know, I personally think that seven points for a quality start is a bit too much. But you, in, you know, I also think you can't take away wins and losses. You know, I, I think stolen bases going to two. Uh, it is important as well just because being a speedster and stealing bases is just I, I think I don't want to say it's a lost attribute of players but you know four or five years ago I talked about D Gordon was stealing 60 bags a year and that was like where it was now you're looking at I don't know it was shortened last year but who's going to lead the league in steals this year probably Alberto Mondesi maybe yeah, and it would shock me if he got the 60 stolen bags it just doesn't happen as much I just want to Caution, Gordo. Is it? What are your thoughts in terms of how our league is scoring? Because I love that it's points. I would never fucking play it at Categories Fantasy Baseball League. I think that's the most boring shit ever. Yes. I like the daily, the daily transactions. I like that you have to stay on it, and it's a grind. I think at the end of the year, pitching and hitting really does even themselves out and I think having good relievers is very underrated as well you know if you have a reliever that gets three saves in a week that's close to 30 points give or take a strikeout Mm -hmm. or two you know but I think got like new guys are gonna see like a a 30 to 35 spot from DeGrom or Cole or Scherzer and they're gonna be like this is a fucking pitching league you know and yes it's easy to look at that and say that but that doesn't happen every week, you know. Yes, they're Cy Young candidates, but they're not having it's not a guarantee seven innings pitch, one earn, ten Ks, that sort of thing. Are you in do you think that it is that having that balance of hitting 
is more important than the stud aces? Do you like the lump sum of points you get from pitchers very quickly? Or do you like to attain those those consistent four to five to six points every day because your hitters are playing every day? I personally like I personally like having the um, attaining with the four to five from my my hitters every day. Now I I, I kind of do agree with the fact when people say that this is more of a pitching league because it kind of really is. But you know if you think about it though, baseball is mostly a pitching league right now. Anyways. True. Yeah. So, I mean now granted you could also probably argue argue that there's been a lot of home runs but lately and you're not seeing as many K's. Yeah. But I mean. Overall, though, I think everything kind of balances out to, to where it ends up being that way. Now, granted, people are going to be upset like what you were saying with DeGrom having 35 points. Meanwhile, they end up ha- might having he might end up having a loss yeah. know, or a losing whole entire fucking season because mm-hmm. of the Mets. Overall, I think it ends up working out. I do kind of agree with what Hambone is saying, the fact that like wins, losses shouldn't count towards points. Mm-hmm. It makes sense to me. However, I do don't want that to happen. I just want to keep it how it is. It's kind of how we all portrayed, how we all kind of drafted our whole entire pick, so we didn't come up with a full decision on it. Right, right. And and I just, so I just want to caution, you know, n- newer guys to the league, you know, your first couple weeks, you're like, what the fuck, Garrett Cole put up, he had two starts this week, put up 70 points. Yeah, that that's going to happen, for yeah. sure. But, again, they're not getting two starts every week, you know, one bad hanging breaking ball, especially for Cole at Yankee Stadium yeah. with how small it is, you know, that could, a grand slam that's four earned, you know, a hit given up, that sort of thing. He's pulled in the fourth inning. So you are going to see some big lump sum games from a lot of the, the power aces. But just remember, it's just such a long season, as you alluded to, Gordon, and it really is a grind. And those guys that don't strike out a ton, that get on base a ton, that steal bases, that hit doubles, you know, hit doubles, Doubles, they hit at the top of the lineup, they score a lot of runs, that stuff adds up just so much quicker because they are playing every day, but to summarize, Gordon, how do you think we want to, how do we want to fucking do this? I mean, are we going to go through, I'm just going to tell you right now, I'm going to struggle with like whose teams I think are good. I definitely think guys are sick of us just talking in general. I do... I think it's important to just talk about the league as a whole, and I'm mm-hmm. glad that we did that, but just kind of talking ourselves through this, Gordon. <laughs> are you ready to, to dive into teams, and do you think we can make it another 20, 30 minutes talking about guys' teams? Oh, easily. All if right. anyone can end up making anything last for an hour, it's definitely me and you. That's right. All right, so and that's what you boys came here to hear. I honestly don't know if anybody's going to let You know Wyatt's ass is going to. Hey, Wyatt, where's our, where's our, uh, sponsor, our sponsorship? Edward Jones. We ain't doing oh, this for free, Why, guy. Sorry, sorry. We do owe one sponsorship over to WB Mason. That's right. If you want to get your paper or office supply needs, hit up James Maskell. Only him for your WB Mason needs. I don't know if he has a secretary yet or an assistant that you call first, but if you ever need office supplies for your office, give James Maskell a call. Hey, do you like wiping things up with paper towels? A lot. Do you... Shit all the time. I think they do toilet paper. I think they do too. Okay. Yeah. And like lots of toilet paper. Give Jim Maskell, your trusted WB Mason sales representative, a call. Jimbo, WB Mason. What's their slogan again? I don't know. Uh, Hold on. Who? Who? But WB, Jim Maskell. Call him today. Still Jimmy Mad Skills in my phone, actually, with a heart, Jim. You added that freshman year of college. 
I, uh, I don't have my phone or your number off the top you know of my head. I, but you know, I still have you as Doug McBanger in my phone. Yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> that sounds right. I uh, and still my Twitter handle as well. But for another time, I suppose. All right, Gordy, you ready to you ready to get into this? Has it really been that long since we've done this that Jim <laughs> Jim gave us that Venmo and we, we also, never did another show after? We also that? Oh, bought one too, but no, oh, I think we did. I think we did one for Bot. Uh, he's not gonna listen to this one. He's anyway, not gonna so. listen to this one. That's all right. Next year, Bot. All right, so if we are going, let's go right to left, because if I'm left to right, that starts on my team. You, who do you got for farthest right, Gordon? On uh, I just went off the scoreboard for matchups, and so I got Cleveland dick picks against me. Okay, let's go to scoreboard. You're right. Let's let's start with the dick picks. Shout out Tommy. I'm just a dude. We didn't shout out Tommy either. Hey, Tommy. new guy. What's up, buddy? Tommy, new guy. Hey, bud. Thanks for uh, dragging Jimmy in it, back into this as well. Tommy, um, I'm a little mad though because you. Like, there's only supposed to be one bald person in a friend group, and you came in, now there's two, and it's a little bit of an issue, but, you know, I'll get over it. Battle of the clean-shaven heads. Yeah. That uh, that will certainly be a, a matchup to watch here uh, as the season progresses, but let's dive into them here, Gordy, as we uh, get them pulled up. The Cleveland dick pics. I, wa- I wonder if that's, like, a funny inside thing, or if it literally just means dick pics, dick pics from Cleveland. It's probably yeah. just that, but... Uh, I'm sure there's a lot of them going out there. Let's, uh, <laughs> off the rip, this is a, a very Connor fantasy football Buffalo Bills-esque type of team as Jimmy and Tommy yes. just elected to go heavy with their Cleveland Indians. Uh, I will say this, I think having a reliever like Josh Hader is extremely, extremely underrated because yes. when you have blown state, like there's nothing worse than having a good day of fantasy baseball and your hitters are hitting and you had a couple good quality starts from your pitchers and then your reliever comes in with a three-run lead and you're thinking you're going to bag an easy save and they give up like five runs and they get a loss and they have a negative 12 down there. I think having Josh Hader is a very underrated aspect of their team. As long as he stays, you know, as long as he stays healthy, that slot is never going to change that's one thing they are never going to change outside of that it's kind of uh it's it's a mix of young guys and, and kind of old faithfuls if you will gordo they took juan soto first overall for as their pit well not first overall but as their first round draft pick i like the potential for gavin lux connor and i were actually talking about this a little bit how the dodgers always kind of seem to be a little hesitant about their young guys you know urias uh, Dustin May, not you know, just not really allowing them to establish themselves in the rotation, and I think Gavin Lux kind of falls into that as well. But obviously, a highly touted prospect, and on a super super lineup, uh, the Dodgers still the favorites to repeat actually as the World Series champions this year. But does he have too many Indians, Gordo, or are the Indians, or was it a smart play? By Jim, specifically having, you know, a Tristan McKenzie, who I don't know who that guy is, but you got a couple pitchers from Cleveland as well. Mm-hmm. They play in a shitty AL Central, Gordo. Very uh, shitty. What do, you, what, what do you think about Tom and Jim's team? Um, It's a lot of Cleveland, as we were saying, but it is a Cleveland dick picks. You don't expect anything less. That's right. Them. I mean, what, they have five Cleveland players, two of them being, yeah, sorry, two of them being pitchers, one of them being a reliever. On top of that, they have two outfielders, I believe. Oh, sorry, direct uh, DH and an outfielder uh, from Cleveland. I mean, overall, though, I mean, I do like who they ended up choosing. I mean, they have pretty good depth as far as the bench, but yes, personally. Do. Will Myers coming off the bench, that's nice. Yeah, Will Myers coming off the bench. I also think uh, Nick uh, uh, Ahmed, Ahmed yeah. ends up 
And when he, if he remains healthy, which I'm pretty sure he's had issues with that for a while. Yeah. If he remains healthy, I think they get some pretty good consistency out of him. I think he's more of like a four to five um, point, well, three to four points. You can end up expecting out of him. I think it'd be interesting this year to see, you know, if Jim and Tom get off to a nice like three and two, four and two start or something like that, and they're like, oh shit, you know, we we kind of, you know, we're in this this year. Yeah. Do they elect to just keep rolling with strictly Indians players because that sort of thing will just kill you, Gordon? I mean, I kind of like the the two person stack on, on people's teams just to you know have that potential for higher scoring games, win those specific teams, score a lot of runs, but you know, in in a in a league where you can make daily transactions and change up your lineups daily, you know, that's tough. If the Indians have an off day, then all of a sudden they're out, you know, three to four to five guys. So it'll be interesting to see if they start to unload some of those lesser Indians players mm-hmm. that they have and elect to go and kind of divvy up their, uh, diversify a bit their lineup, if you will. It'll be interesting to see if, uh, if, if they stick with their current strategy right now. Well, it's also a little weird, too, that they end up choosing some people from the AL Central as well, and they and they chose a lot of well, starting, not starting pitchers, but pitchers in general who are in the AL Central with the, the two Cleveland, with the two Cleveland, but they also have two players from the White Sox and one player from Detroit. So it's going to be a little weird to have, you know, what, they face each other at least 16 times. Interesting, and I think... Uh... We get a little sidebar here. Is it fair? Is Jimmy Maskell the most cursed fantasy player of our group? Yes. So for those who don't know, Jimmy Maskell was flying high a couple years ago. The year that uh, it was the year that the Rams and the in the uh, and the Pats played in a Super Bowl, and the Rams had that sick ass offense, and they had yeah. Gurley and Cup, and he also had, uh, I believe, Tyreek and Travis Kelsey. I want to say, don't quote me on that, but yeah, yeah Ben, our commission. I'll never talk shit about Commissioner Ben. Commissioner Ben keeps our leagues going, and you can never thank him enough for that. But he made the mortal mistake of having the first round of the fantasy football playoffs during a still bye week of the regular season, the yeah. NFL. And who happened to have buys that week? week none, 13, o- right? none other than the Rams. And the Chiefs. Yep. And Jim was just steamrolling into the playoffs with all those good players. And then he couldn't fucking play any of them yep. in the playoffs. I'm personally a firm believer that Jim is forever cursed now after yep. that. Yep. We'll see. It'll be nice to see if his uh, his friend Tom can help get him off the uh, get him off the schneid here this season. But don't mind Jim and Tom's team. I think they're going to be just fine. I think they're going to be absolutely fine. I think they're going to manage it pretty well, especially now that they have a good co-manager. So the, the whole entire curse isn't on Jimmy. It's just on two people now. That's right, yeah. you got to shoulder some of that burden, Tom, so we'll, we'll see if they can overcome that this season. Uh, Gordo, tell me about your team because, again, you don't like it, and I just I, I look at it. you got Big Willie style, Will Lennium there at catcher. A lot of guys high on him earlier this season. You know, potential uh, nice little stack in the middle of that Dodgers lineup with your boy Cody Bellinger. I think Arenado was crazy undervalued. What did you get him, third round? Second yeah. round, like I just third round. Why? Like I see, I don't understand that. Like perennial all star, three hundred hitter, thirty home yeah. run guy. I know he's making the adjustment and or he's making the move from Colorado. I know the home and away stats are a, a little janky when he's not playing an altitude at Coors Field, but like that just blows my mind. Gordo, tell me about your team a little bit here. All right. Well, now that I kind of look over, it, I don't fully hate it anymore. Um, with Cody Bellinger on my, on first base, I thought I would actually really like that and Nolan. I also think uh, Tommy Lastella, or however the fuck you, you say his name, yeah. I think he might be a little underrated. Now, granted, I was just looking at him from the fact that I can literally place him in any position. Yep. So, if it comes down to it, I'm like, all right, I'm good. 
As far as the pit, I think my problem was the pitchers because I've never really seen a lot of these pitchers. Like, I'm not very excited about Carlos Carrasco because it's Carlos Carrasco. Yeah, I he was pretty good in Cleveland though, Gordon. Yeah. He just starting the year injured, I believe. Yeah. You've got four guys that are that are taking the bump on opening day though, so you've got four number ones, quote unquote. Per rotate, I mean, I feel like that's pretty impressive. I don't know how you Darvish has like a million pitches. Yeah, I I don't. He just needs to stay healthy for an entire season. But I'm I don't really know, Gordo. I feel like you just haven't looked at your team up until like right now because I don't mind your team at all. Let me ask you this: I do like Woodruff a lot. Yes, very underrated as well because you don't think of like Milwaukee as being like powerhouse for starting rotations. No. Let me ask you this though. Can I get your thoughts on why you're choosing to go with four pitchers on the bench and only two on the bench for your lineup? Oh, so my whole entire thought process was if some of these starters end up doing pretty well, because I was like, I don't really know who the fuck any of them Fair really enough. are. Fair enough. Like, if any of these end up doing pretty well, I'm just going to try and trade them off. Interesting play there, Gordo. So you're thinking that... As the season progressive in, progresses, injuries happen. A lot of times it is pitchers that get injured with the arm fatigue and that sort of thing. You're thinking that some guys are going to be struggling down the stretch in their roto, and you're yeah. just hoping these guys just kind of ride the wave, stay healthy, and are good for you, and then you can ship them off. Yeah, that, and also I've had a very good success as far as like two years ago where I ended up picking up a bunch of different starting pitchers. I had no idea who they were. Ah, And then – some like one one of my aces would end up getting like fucking injured, and I was like, "Well, this guy's doing pretty pretty well uh-huh. enough to where he can place him in there." Or they were just having an off year. It's also super annoying if you don't like it. You know, again, I think being balanced is so important, but it's like it's kind of annoying when you constantly have to. I mean, if you pick up a position player, you pick up a position player. It ships for depth, but like picking up pitchers constantly and having to make spot starts is the most fucking infuriating thing i can think mm-hmm. of in fantasy baseball like if you pick up a pitcher for a spot start because you need that seventh or you're getting light towards the end of the week and you're only at four you need three more you don't have any more starts left and you pick the wrong spot starter uh-huh. holy shit does that irritate i I, mean, I can't even i start get my juices flowing now just thinking about how much that fucking pisses me off when that happens and so, i'm trying to avoid that with four on the bench so I, I I like it there, Gordo. I I, I kind of like it there. Overall thoughts for your your first matchup this week? I don't even. What are the projections at right now for us? I don't think they do projections for yeah. fantasized baseball, but I could be wrong. I um, don't think they do though. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of points in there. A lot of points. It'd be hard for those ESPN yeah. interns to figure out how many points are going to um, happen in a week. I don't know. I think it's gonna be a pretty close one. Um, I'm gonna say I win because. I need, I need a good start. After, Gordy needs after, to. After my, Gordy's trying after to get off to a heater. Yeah. All right. So, Mr. Gordon projects he goes to 1-0. and Let's move on over to uh, name one of two that has to do with Ronald Acuna. Uh, Team Buttertits versus Acuna Matata. Acuna we have Matata. Mr. Tony Puzz and James Glantz taking on the three-time, give credit where credit is to, three-time, three-time. Defending fantasy baseball championship. Only paid twice. Damn it. His team is good, yeah. Gordon. And it makes me upset. Three time only paid twice though. Is that real? So he just got less a hundred dollars one year when I he I was trying to bring up the 
Alright. Well, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Oh my god, that just completely flew right by my head, Gordon. Is that even a story worth telling right now? No. I don't know. Maybe no. that, that's for it was, a, a, it was just a joke. That's for a fireside chat. That's for a, another a, yeah. an, another episode. If you guys are interested in hearing about why that was funny and why I'm embarrassed that I didn't understand that joke, definitely let us know. Maybe we'll we'll, ha- we'll add a second pod, but I look at I, I look at Pat's lineup, dude, and obviously Jimenez is is tough. I mean, he's got old man fucking Jay Bruce, who I didn't even know was, was still, still playing baseball. Yeah, uh, as one of his utility players, and Kyle Schwarber, who is almost guaranteed to strike out, you know, twenty five percent of the time he steps in the box this year. But other than that, man, he somehow managed to again get. Frankie Lindor paired up with Jose Ramirez, even though they're not on the same team. And then I think of high upside guys like Moncada, like Vlad Jr., obviously. There's talk he lost like 15, 20 pounds in the offseason. He's moving a lot better. He'll be Tommy more Pham durable too. this year. Tommy Pham is nice. Michael Brantley is as good of a contact hitter as they come. How did he do it, Gordon? I mean, fucking A. How did he do it? You know, you look at his rotation and you say, okay, that's where he struggles, maybe, but... So. Maybe this is the year the Rays let Glasgow Glass now go more than five or six every night. You know, maybe this is the year Steven Strasburg stays healthy for the entire season. Which, to be fair, I thought he was starting the year on the IL. Not the case, apparently. What is it about Pat's team that you like, Gordon? Because I I, I like plenty about it. I like plenty about it too. I mean, the only. You know what? We're talking about how much we like it. I actually want to go with why I don't like it. Yeah, that's right. Fuck Pat's team. It's awful. <laughs> Tell me why, Gordon. No, it's not awful, but there's parts that I don't like about it. One of them being Jay Bruce. I absolutely hate that pick, personally, because I don't even know if he's even going to be a fucking starter. Is that real? I mean, is is that just like, did that just carry over from the 2019 season? Like, Pat just inherited Jay Bruce? There's no way he's still playing. He appeared in 13 Grapefruit League games. Oh, so I don't know. I don't. Even, I don't even think he he's so definitely funny. hitting dingers, though, isn't he? He probably yeah. hit some bombs he this spring did. training. Um, I don't really know about Strasburg as far as like he's still obviously the, one of the bigger aces out in Washington, but I think there's always a little bit of issues with him every season. Yes, I don't, I don't know if I'm right or wrong. Would agree. That. No, yeah. I would agree with that. Um, injury prone, if you will. Yeah, injury prone and. As far as, like, you you were talking about my bench, I mean, there is literally nothing in his bench as far as Interesting. position players. So Yeah, that's weird. Like, it's that's all weird. starting pitchers or relievers. That's so. one of those things where, like, if it was anybody else, I'd be like, they're going to change that real quick. But Pat just weirdly is good at fantasy baseball. Oh, he's very and good. Maybe he's got wrong. something up his sleeve. Like, why do you need – I mean, he's got 12 pitchers. Yeah. 11 pitchers. I mean – his whole entire lineup is amazing. The only problem is, is that if there's anything bad, yep. obviously he'll just have to pick someone up. But hopefully he picks up someone that's good. Mm-hmm. That would help. That would help tremendously. And if we go up to Mr. Puzini's team, put this, and I feel like most, I'm sure most people could probably say that for most fantasy baseball leagues. But Shohei Otani might be the most underrated pick of the draft. I feel like that's you know two way player. Obviously, it's easy to say that, but. I mean, man, talk about some guy who just a guy who stays healthy. Yes. You know, in a, I know that the Angels are just perennial mediocre baseball teams, and you don't get to watch a ton of them because they're West Coast. But 
Shohei might be nice this year, and if you think about a player that can get you a potential 20 to 30 spot once a week when he's pitching, and then he bats, yeah. you know, yeah. four to five other games in the week, I, I doubt they play him every single day out in the field, you know, and probably rest him the day before he pitches and maybe the day after he pitches, I would assume, but I don't Still. know, man. That's that's interesting. And his outfield, too, Acuna and Bryce Harper, I mean, that, that's that's pretty nice there, too, Gordy. I also like Upton as well mm-hmm. on his bench. And then he also has old man Peralta, which I don't hate. Wait, Peralta? How old is Peralta? I, you might be thinking of Johnny Peralta, the bad. former Cleveland Indian yeah. shortstop, who, by all accounts, is also old, but not David Peralta. David Peralta feels like he's been in a, in a Diamondbacks uniform forever, too. So, David Peralta, probably also old. Um... He does have some tried and true uh, uh, veterans on his team, if you will. You, th- yeah. you look at Justin Upton, but he's also oh, Alberto Montesi went on IL. That sucks. Sorry, it also sucks because he doesn't have a second base or a shortstop. You need those. You need so, you need those. Um, I'm sure you'll end up picking someone though. But Matt Chapman, you know Pete Alonso, add a little pop to that lineup. Gary Sanchez might be one of the steals of the draft. He went super late, you know, mm-hmm. a couple years ago. He was in that, uh, you know, is it Sanchez or Real Muto? You taken as the first catcher off the board, and Sanchez was just bad last year to the point where they benched him in the playoffs. I remember. So again, I think we can throw twenty twenty out the window. But if you know Sanchez stays healthy and, and he gets back in the box and hits like we know that he can, that's sneaky there too. I tell you what, I, I kind of like Puzz's team the more that I look at it. Big time home really run his, potential when you add Sano in there too. Yeah, I also really like his uh, his rotation as well. His rotation is like pretty low key, I think overall. It's a good way to put it, low yeah. key. Yeah. Like there's nothing that jumps off the page, but like Nola's solid, Maeda. Now that he's not in that Michelle weird, is really solid. Too. Yeah, yeah, and and Tyon, Ty, a former number one overall pick yeah. coming off TJ. The Yankees took a chance on him. That might be the pick of the draft there. So I think there's a lot of uh, Tyon with uh, Garrett Cole and a good, you know, a good defense behind him, a good offense for run support. Who knows, Gordy? I, I don't think, know. I think the one person that might be a little overrated. I feel like this happens every year. Is Nola? Is Nola. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. But it makes sense to pick him up where you pick him up. Though. I agree. Yeah. I agree. So, Puzz has a nice little... Uh, Puzz is definitely a, a veteran-laden team, but I think there's a lot of safety there with, with, with Puzz's team. Safety. Yes, consistency. Yep. He's going to get you know games every single day from a lot of his players. I, I think a lot of it comes down to, is he going to get killed by strikeouts? You think about Harper. You think about Sano. You think about Pete Alonso high volatile high home run high k types of guys you know can he keep those negatives off the board but i like puzz's team i think this is gonna be the i i kind of like this as the sneaky um number one matchup of the week gordo who do you like coming out on top here uh, i think we have to go with butterfield yeah unfortunately until he is dethroned I mean, right, right now, Puzz doesn't even have a second base or something. This is true. <laughs> this is a good point. Puzz, you got to update your lineups, bud. Yeah, that's a good point. And Mr. Glance. Sorry, James. Maybe, yeah, maybe that's James's job to fill in the middle infield yeah. there. So, one of you two got to get one on of, that. One of you. Uh, do we like uh, the Mudheads and Slingin' Dingers? Our Lord and Savior, Tyler McDaniel, takes on, oh, commish my commish, Benjamin Barrett. Let me uh, Let me scroll down here. Gordo, I just remember Ben said he looked at his team and he hated it, and I feel like he might not be wrong. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Kluber coming. I mean, Kluber's again. Like, uh, who knows? You talk about Tyon being a 
kind of a dice roll for the Yankees this year. Kluber, what a weird rotation they have, actually, now that I think about it. But, <laughs> yeah, um, very, very weird. I think, like, who is Ryan Mountcastle? I've never heard <laughs> Who is Ryan? Let's click on Mr. Mountcastle. And why is it? Wow, he's good, huh? Good, good. I don't know, I guess. They're projecting him 25 home runs. 280 average. 459 slugging. That's pretty Well, with good. a name like Mount Castle, I mean, I guess you got to have some sort of pedigree. 282 but... projected. Fun fuck? fact about Ben and his fantasy baseball. He's had Whit Merrifield on his team every single year. I wanted Whit Merrifield, but I knew Ben was going to take Whit Merrifield. I think it goes... Go with what you love, man. I appreciate that. I look at two guys. I look at Altuve. Can he get somewhat close to the Jose Altuve that we know? And Kristen Yelich, who was just so god-awful the first part of last season. But other than that, Gordo, oh, he, he did pick up Yadier. I was wondering who was going to do that. I kind of like that pickup, too. He's got Molina on the bench. Old Man River just keeps on chugging along. But uh, what, do you, what do you think about Ben's team, Gordon? Shane Bieber at the top of the Roto. I mean, that's a nice ace to, to start your lineup there as well. I also like Musgrove, too, as his third. Innings eater. Yeah, he does. <laughs> And he's got Kluber on the bench. I think overall his rotation is pretty, pretty solid. I don't. I'm being completely honest. I don't know shit about relievers half the time anymore. Yeah, fair. And I think it's tough because you know it's it's much more. I guess it's much more common this year for managers to go with a platoon type of instead of no, he's our ninth inning. You know, yeah. high pressure situation kind of guy. A lot of managers will choose to rotate between two to three guys, um, given the situation. Ben, I feel bad, bud. Like, I don't... Like, who is Andres Jimenez? Jimenez. I don't know who that is. Ryan Mountcastle threw me through a fucking loop. Like, did you draft that guy? I have no idea who that is. Max... I'll tell you what Ben also loves. He loves a good utility player. Yes. He's got Muncie, who can play three spots. He's got this Jimenez fellow who can play three Floors. spots. Yep. Wilmer's got three. Merrifield's got two. Mountcastle... Is apparently an outfielding first baseman as well. So Ben's definitely got a lot of versatility on his team. But you heard it first from the commissioner himself, Gordo. He doesn't really like his team. We might be a little bit higher on him, though. And I think he's got really really two solid guys in the bullpen as well. You talk about save opportunities. Those are two, at least all reports that I've read, big-time ninth-inning guys this year, Presley. And well, that's good to hear because that's going to be a good thing for the saves. As far as everything else on his team, though, I mean – I think it's an okay team. I mean, I don't think it's, you know, going to end up winning you a championship. I think he even feels that way. But I think overall, I don't think it's as bad as he thought it was. No. He's definitely going to get a lot of production out of what he needs. And I think he's going to end up getting what what he needs out of these players. I think, as well, at the same time, I don't really know half the fuck players. This is true. Ben, yeah, you threw us for a loop here. I don't know who – Mount Castle just completely – Threw me for a whirl here. I don't know who that guy is. Marcelo Suna fucking rakes. I know that guy's really good, and so is uh, Yelich, and I like DeYoung. And Muncy, good hit for power guy. Hopefully he um, ma- maintains his... I think they want to try to play him at third base a little bit more because Justin Turner's getting old um, in first base as well. I don't really know, but I don't mind Ben's team. I just I think it's very solid. Person. I mean, I think he also got a pretty good steal with Altuve because Altuve was going down low. Obviously, because of all the True. controversy, but I think he was fine. Maybe that got in his head, the whole sign-stealing shenanigans. But again, Gordo, a very valid name and a guy who, like, if Jose Altuve, 
hits 20 home runs, hits, you know, hits 310, scores 130 runs, 100, like, you're not surprised. You yeah. Know, like, you are not surprised. So, I think Ben might be a sneaky squad this year as well. Let's All go to, right. how, what time, what time, what time are we at? I feel like we were doing okay on time, and now we're. Yeah, we're at 42 minutes. Okay, okay, that's not bad. All right, 43. There we go. Okay, well, now we're pushing it. <laughs> uh, what do you think about Slingin' Dingers? I like Slingin' Dingers. He goes with a nice rhyming. It's a fun yet pretty casual run-of-the-mill fantasy baseball name. You know, he's new to the league. He comes in. He says, hey, I want to have fun. I want to make a fun fantasy baseball name, but it's nothing too crazy. You know, he's not talking about dick pics or, you know, gold tits like myself. So I, I like what he did with the team name, Gordo. What do you like about his team? I mean, for a guy who's coming in who just wants to have fun, he does have a pretty fun fucking team. Dude, like, home runs out the ace. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Stanton no. Judge might be like a how the fuck do we allow him to get Stanton Blackman? and Judge? Yeah. Charlie Blackman. Yeah. Looks like Jesus. Yeah. Mookie Betts, like. Overall, everything on his team, like, all right, he's playing someone who we don't know half of it. I know literally every single person on this fucking team. Right Interesting. Now. As far play. as like position, again, wise, is that good? Is that bad? Who knows? Who That's knows? the fun of fantasy baseball. However, he only has he only has two relievers. The rest of his whole entire bench is just I don't know any. I don't really know most of the. Bench. You don't know Mauricio Dubon? Dubon? No. I don't either. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, I know Will Castro, Jason Hayward, obviously, Ian Hep, uh, Adam Frazier, absolutely fucking raking yes. this spring training, just hitting the nails off of the baseball. Yeah, Justin Turner, just absolutely. Would he get Turner like in the one forties to one fifty? I feel like didn't he get Frazier in like the one forties? Yeah. Too? Turner, he got at 145, and like they say that he's not going to play as much this year, but then again, he, he lost some weight, he's ready for a full season, I mean, shit, man, I mean, Josh Donaldson's up there, but he's still good, that outfield, though, Gordo, like, you look at that, like, foursome of players there between Mookie, Aaron Judge, Charlie Blackman, yeah, and Frazier is guaranteed going to be our best, well, maybe not best hitter and i think newman and i think reynolds and newman both bounce back obviously newman's been crushing it this spring training yeah. as well but um very you know does frazier go to a contender and just start being even better when it comes to june or july you know as the pirates are probably guaranteed going to trade him but shit man i look at his lineup i think he might have the best lineup in the league you know what i'm making a stance right now tyler mcdaniel Slinging your dingers, and I think you have. I think he has the best lineup, top to bottom. Well, I'm gonna say that right now. Straight positions, or even with the his, his batting, his, his batting, batting yes, yes. But the problem is with his batting is a lot of them are gonna go for homers, and there's gonna be a lot of strikeouts. Perhaps, yeah. But I mean, didn't Jose Abreu win the AL MVP last year? Yeah. I'm like 90 percent sure that he did. You got Mustakis who had a down year last year, but I love Mike Mustakis. Bogarts, yep. just a doubles machine, and that hitter friendly Fenway Park. And then again, Betts, Judge, Blackman, and fucking Geo Stanton. If if John Carlos Stanton can just play like a hundred games this year, his team is crazy dangerous. Again, another fun fact: I didn't know Joey Votto still played baseball either. I mean, it sounds like it's correct because he's he's there, but holy shit, Joey Votto's been here forever too. He's in his late 30s. <laughs> God, look at him. Old man Joe. Yeah. Wow. My goodness. Uh, I love Tyler's hitters. Yeah. I love him. Fantastic. I feel like it was definitely one of those he forgot to draft pitchers basically after Castillo. 
But Hendricks is like the best possible like you can't fuck this pickup because it's Kyle Hendricks. He's gonna throw strikes and yeah. eat innings up. So I, mean, I kind of like really that. Really love Wainwright, just because. Also, old guy, yeah, big old guy there. Big old guy, been around Lee for a long time, but we'll see what happens. Maybe he'll have a fucking really good Didn't last he, season or some shit. He said that he came in here and hadn't played fantasy baseball in what ten years. Yeah, that's a fucking lie. That's a, <laughs> that is. I'm right now. I'm making a stance. I'm making a stance. That is a fucking lie because his team is awesome. Yeah. I think. I think Ben's got his work cut out for him this week. Especially that kind of sucks. You have to play him the first week, like. When you know Judge is healthy, when you know Stanton's healthy, Black like man. he's gonna, yeah, he's gonna have all his dudes the first week. But um, it'd be a good matchup there. I want to go with the uh, with the underdog and go with Ben. You like Kamish Ben? You know, oh, Kamish, my Kamish. Like we, out of nowhere, we're just gonna be like, wow, all of these players are fucking good. We just have no idea. We just didn't they. know who they were. Yeah. Mount Castle is a stud. Who yeah. knows? You never know until you know. And then uh, we'll know next week. We got ham bones. Yeah, we'll know in three months when we do one of these <laughs> again. Uh, ham bone versus Kepler. I just remember looking at Kepler's team and being like, "That's not good." And then looking at Hambone's team and being like, "Hambone's solid. He knows what he's doing." So which one are we going with first? Uh, you start. Who do you like? Uh, hold on. Let me look. let me think of it real quick. All right, Kep. All right, here's the thing with Keps. They're old, and then I don't know the rest of them. <laughs> like That's Freddie a, Freeman, I love Freddie Freeman. Great pick. Kept loves Freddie player. Freeman too. Kept yeah. loves Freddie Freeman. Oh, uh, Romoto, it's all right. I don't hate it. He's a good. He's a good enough catcher. It's like it's it's like drafting an early tight end. You know, you got to really like your guy. Yeah. You got to really think Kelsey's going to keep producing. You know, you got to. I don't like Didi though. I don't like your chorus is all right. I don't I know. I didn't like that. Um, overall though, I mean, I don't really know most of them. Adam Eaton, I didn't, I don't. He's I don't still like around. Him. He like blew his leg out. First yeah. game of like 2019, I thought I remember. That's all I remember about Adam Eaton. Um, Devers is a really solid young player. Chris Taylor, as long as he gets an everyday role there in, in, in LA, I think he's going to be fine. Kep also has uh, some good versatility. You know, you throw in Profar there as well. Trent Grisham just went on the IL, uh, my starting center fielder. Uh, so Jerks and Profar expected to slot into that outfield position for the Padres to start the season. So I'm guessing he's going to know a little bit more. I feel like yeah. Kep loves his outfield because he, he knows Conforto and, and Nimmo, and they're, they probably are really good. I don't know. I don't watch the Mets a whole lot. I'm sure they're awesome. But... And then you throw in that a, a Rosarani guy who was like the darling of the playoffs last year for the Tampa Bay Rays. Does he keep that going? I honestly don't know. I just remember he was really good in the playoffs last year. So I feel like Kepler Kepler probably feels better about his team than we do. Yes. Is that fair to say? Because yeah. he loves Freeman, and then he's got his two boys in the outfield for the Mets. And then everybody else is probably good. <laughs> yeah, basically. I don't know. I, don't know. I, I really don't know. I mean, the biggest problem with like just baseball in general is most of, most baseball fans are just huge fans of their team, and then they know they know a little bit of other teams. True. Yeah. So I mean, we don't really watch the Mets because we're, I mean, at least I'm a Pirates fan. I fucking hate it, but you're also kind of a Pirates fan, so we mostly watch the Pirates. It's just nice to have them on TV every night. I just yeah. like what having a baseball game on every night in the summer. It just feels right, you know. Then you just end up. You like you follow them because they're on. You can't help it. You yeah, know what I mean? exactly. But overall, I mean, I I wish everything the best for him. I think he's going to be fine. Kepler's going to be 
fine. And Wander Frank is it Wander Franca? I know his first name's Wander because that's a fucking awesome first, first name. name. I know he's a big time prospect coming up. I think he did make the opening uh, opening day roster. I think he's in the major leagues. I don't recall, um, but he's a big time prospect as well. Did he make? Did he make the? Sometime during 2021. Okay, so maybe Kepler's got a little ace in the pocket there. And he's got, he's got Walker Bueller. I love Walker Bueller as well. Yeah, me too. Um, big time arm. Throws a fucking a smasher fastball. High strikeout guy. I think he's he's a really good pitcher. And he, he had him last year, I remember, too, or the year before. So I think that's a really good ace to have at the, at the beginning of his rotation. Let's get to Hambone. Because I feel like if there's one person that was going to give a shit for us just blabbing on about baseball Hambone. players that we kind of know and but don't really know it's going to be handbone so we have to do a good job with handbone so i know about handbone i want to do a terrible job on purpose now. i only see chase uh like tweeting at like daily fantasy touts about like fucking DraftKings nascar and like believe me i'm i'm a big DraftKings homer and i play a lot of it and he probably thinks golf's a little weird but like Holy shit, who plays DraftKings NASCAR? Hambone, you're going to have to tell me why you love DraftKings NASCAR so much. That blows my mind. That Listen, it really does. If you make good money out of it, tell me about it and I'll just follow you. I mean, really, could you, but you probably do because the contests are probably small. The payouts are probably okay. And it's, I mean, but... I do, I do, I know I do NASCAR betting. And I'm, one of the people I work with does, and I yeah. just follow whatever he does. It'd be interesting to see, like, what I'm gonna, I'm gonna look at that, not tonight, and I probably actually won't because I won't remember to do it. I would never think to actually look at DraftKings NASCAR scoring, but it would be interesting to see how they scored that. Like, how would you score something like that? I don't know because I don't know enough about NASCAR. I don't know anything about NASCAR. I mean, maybe like best lap or stuff like that. Best lap. <laughs> I <don't know>. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. I, I don't know. But how, anyway. many, how many overturns you get or whatever? Overlap, not overlap. How fast yeah. they turned left? How fast they got in and out of the uh, what do you call it? Not the cockpit. What do you call it? Uh, what do you when you go change your tires? What the, is that? The pit stop. Pit stop. Yeah, <laughs> I say cock. Yeah, not the cockpit. That's cockpit. No. Yeah, that's a plane, dude. Anyways, I, I handbone. I am actually really interested to hear um, yeah, what it is in. like. What it is like to to, to play DraftKings. Next call time. in on the next time. Yeah. Oh, we should have him on next time. Yeah. Yeah. We should have him. Guess, so guess speaker, tell us how Hamble. bad we did. Yeah. <laughs> he can tell us how fucking stupid we are trying to talk about everybody's teams. Uh, well, we don't know half the fucking players. Well, again, first person that jumps off the page, Buster Posey, Posey. still playing baseball. Some of these guys are unbelievable. I mean, he's got to be close to 40. Yes. How old is Buster Posey? Uh, at least late 30s. How old is... Yeah, I'm going to say 37. 37? I'm going to go 38. 35? It's depressing to think that Buster Posey's only five years older than us because I feel like he's been playing baseball since I was nine. Oh shit, thirty-four. Oh, thirty-four. Fuck. He's hey, Buster's ready to go, dude. Buster's ready to go. Anyways, um, <laughs> I love Ozzy Albies. I think that I think that Braves team is going to be really good. I think that offense is scary good. I think Albies has speed. I think he's got a little pop to him. I think he's going to play every day. I really like Albies there at second base. I think Cattell Marte. You got a guy like Marte who's who's got some speed on the base pass, who can also hit for power at your utility spot in Arizona. Yes, it's going to be a bad lineup, but he's definitely going to play every day. I like that a lot. I like Santana a lot. Yeah, Carlos Santana obviously has some pop still, but I look at those two shortstops, man, Trevor Story and Trey Turner. You want to talk about guys hitting for power, speed, or hitting for power and average to mix in with some speed? I mean, Turner will steal 30 bags this year, I bet, if he stays healthy. Trevor Story will steal... uh, 
Oh, 38. I was close. 38 projected. I bet Story steals, what, 23? 28. So he's got a good combination there. I feel like Hambone's team is is sneaky good. Yes, I agree. And I also like his rotation a lot, too, with Zach Wheeler and Gurnack and Brad Keller as well. And then he also has Primble as his reliever. I think that's always a good pickup. And then also on top of that, he has Sonny Gray on his fucking bench. I mean, Sonny Gray. Sonny Gray on the bench. And after he came over from New yeah New York and he kind of figured out, I think it was his curveball that they he just wasn't getting to drop or they weren't letting him throw his curveball as much as he wanted to in New York. I don't know. Something goofy was going New York, on Cincinnati's there. Cincinnati's just going to want to do it. Cincinnati, he's, he's been good. And I think another underrated pick is Zach Granke. I mean, you talk about guys that have that name power, obviously, but people are just off because they're getting up there in age. They're losing, you know, a mile per hour or two on their fastball. But, like, he got Zach Granke way fucking late. And, you know, again, 2019, Zach Granke was a second, third, fourth round pick. I mean, have these guys really declined that much in two years? I don't know. They very well could. I I don't know. But some of these picks that we were, that some guys were able to get this season, I I just, I found really surprising. Uh, Just out of, like, love for the name, Pablo Lopez. Sounds like he's going to be fantastic. It probably is. Now, reading over his whole entire outlook, they're saying he only has a 93-mile-per-hour fastball, which is a little concerning, but... Do you think he's related to Pablo Sanchez from Backyard um, Baseball? Obviously. Obviously. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> why else would he have drafted him? I mean, come on. There's no other reason to draft him other than the fact that his name is Pablo, and he might be related to someone from uh, back <laughs> Backyard Baseball. Backyard Baseball, one of the greatest games of our generation. I know that. Um, but if I if I had to summarize here, I think this is a week where you know, anytime you have a week or weeks or multiple weeks, like the the first week, and what's the other one? It's like the All Star break when it's multiple game. I don't know. Any matchup you get where there's more than seven starts and you have an ace on your squad, that I feel like that team will always have an advantage. Like, I don't know who's playing Wyatt this week, but they are in trouble. You know, I, I look at Kepler with Bueller, who, I mean, he could have 25 strikeouts in two starts. So I like Kepler's chances this week. Moving forward, I do think he needs to get production from those Mets outfielders. He needs Freeman to be as good as Freeman can be. I really think it's crucial for him to get Chris Taylor to have an everyday role there in L.A., but... I think Hambone's team moving forward this year is is really, really solid. I, I kind of like Kepler this week just because he does have that super high upside with, with Walker Bueller getting two starts, but I like Hambone's team a lot mo- moving forward this year. We didn't talk about Anthony Rizzo, another one of those guys he got in like the sixth or seventh round, yeah. you know, three years ago. He was a second round pick, so, you know. Consistency. I, I like Hambone's team a lot. I Me do, too. but I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Kepler this week though. I I, I like Hambone. Kepler's squad this week. I'll go Hambone. Okay. All right. Let's do it. Cal Pimpkin Jr. Good old Wyatt Mookie Kramer and the Eight Balls. I feel like that's a oh, really indeed. funny name, or like it, it's funny. I don't understand it. It probably is like a joke of some sort that like is pop culture related. But I like his name. I love it. And uh, it will always be funny that his name is Charlene O'Donnell. I'm sorry. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah, it really fucked you care up. Who, yeah, it does. But uh, <laughs> if we go through old Y guys, we you kind of talked about it earlier. You know, where does he get production? Where does he get daily production from his hitters? I mean, he's got aging outfielders in, in AJ Pollock, in McCutcheon. You know, Marcus Simeon used to be pretty solid. Where's he at now? I don't know. You know he's in Toronto. You know, Bregman, yeah, kind of a another one that he's hoping for a bounce back this year. Reese Hoskins. I remember taking Reese Hoskins in like the third round in 2019, and Wyatt got him super late. So 
I don't know what happened to Reese Hoskins, but that guy can fucking mash too. He's got, you know, Starling Marte, talk about guys maybe getting up there a little bit in age. Is Starling going to steal as many bases as he's used to? But it, it, it starts and stops with his rotation, Gordo. And you got Cole Scherzer, Kershaw on paper. It's got to be the best rotation in the league, yes. hands down. Is it sustainable all season long? I, I don't know. You know, like, I, I feel bad for who he has Syndergaard on the I.O. Fucking sneaky pick, dude. Yeah. And a Hambone had is Chris Sale on there too. Chris Sale's supposed to be coming back in like the middle of yeah. summer. Syndergaard on the IL is is scary. I Chapman mean, on the bench. Imagine, yeah. How did he? Why is he sitting Chapman? What is there something know. wrong with Chapman? I don't know. He's also got Rich Rod as one of his closers. And if you live anywhere near Pittsburgh and you watch them play baseball, even a small amount of time, you know that that is uh, not fun having Richard Rodriguez <laughs> no, it's not. as your closer. Um, it's like it, that one guy. The fucking shark guy from a long time ago. Shark guy? Every time he came out, it was like a shark thing or whatever. And then he ended up going to the Astros. And he ended up getting a fucking ring for it. In Pittsburgh? In Pittsburgh. Shark guy. He went to Houston. Charlie Morton? Didn't Charlie Morton go to Houston? Morton went with him. Tony Watson? Tony Watson, yeah. Didn't he go to... Did he go to Houston? He went to Houston and then he he got traded from Houston. Big lefty? Tony team. Watson. Yeah. yeah. Well, we don't have him anymore. You know, shit. <laughs> you got um, a ring, though. You know, Cole. Cole's interesting because, you know, obviously a high strikeout guy. He's just got nasty stuff. But pitching in New York, you know, with DeGrom or Cole on my mind with the pick that I had that was before Wyatt's, I just... I, it came down to pitching in Yankee Stadium. You know, he could have a huge game with, with 10 strikeouts, 6 strong, and he gets that quality start, but... He's had home run issues in the past, and it's just obviously so easy to hit home runs there in, yes. in Yankee Stadium. So that would be my only question mark with his with his first round pick. But Cole and Scherzer as your one two man, I I do feel a little bit bad for OD. That's a tough start when you're gonna get six starts probably out of Kershaw, Scherzer, and Cole in a matchup. I think Wyatt looks really good this week. He looks really good. I don't know what, what's going on with Syndergaard. When is he coming back? Oh, he's out for sixty days. Yeah, but it's like he's throwing already, though. Yeah. Wyatt just fucking makes me so mad. He acts like he doesn't know anything. He acts like he's not paying attention, and he's absolutely on that shit. You can guarantee Isaac. that. I think it's Isaac. Isaac, I feel like Isaac's sneaky smart, too. Like He would never tell you that he knows exactly what he's doing, he but he knows it all. Dude. He knows God it all. damn it. It was always Isaac. You know what? He's had the whole entire plan this whole time. This whole time. You're going to act like they're not going to play. Oh, you know, we'll see. Oh, just make it a 10-team league. Oh, and then he... Comes oh, in. if I have to, I'll do it. Unbelievable. And he's going to have a good team again this year, probably. But, I, I, I mean, I love Wyatt's team this week. OD. We talk a lot about OD and Connor. They are the MLB guys. Big yes. baseball guys. And you look at them, and I'm surprised that I know, like, 95% of his team, I, I think... Kesson Heria is going to be really good this year. I think Swanson was a very sexy, like, middle to late round sleeper pick there in Atlanta. Not Tony Watson. It was this fucking guy, Mark Melancon. Mark Melanson? Yeah, yeah, he's been everywhere, dude. Did he Not go to Melanson, Houston? Whatever. He went to Houston, I thought. He just always had that, like, really good cutter, and that's, like, all he threw, and now he's in San... He, was, he went to San Francisco, too. He was at the Giants... No, Who'd they up. trade him for? Didn't they get a decent player for Melanson? Yeah, he was at the Astros. Interesting. See, I don't. Maybe they didn't win the. Win- Maybe they didn't win a ring that year. 
So he, he was with Cole and Morton. They definitely got Melanson the fuck out of Pittsburgh, though. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, I think OD's rotation is sneaky. Patrick Corbin was definitely a guy on my on my radar, and he ended up getting him before me. That's his fourth starter. You know, talk about Mark Melanson. He's on OD's team with Edwin Diaz. You know, is Melanson the guaranteed closer in San Diego? No, but Diaz, he's still the guy there in New York. He's had his struggles in the past, but I kind of like his team. I, I think that Jared Walsh guy is supposed to be really good. Bo Bichette is like the next up and, up and coming really good middle infielder there. Kind of that, that five-tool player guy you're looking for. What do you think about OD's team? I th- this is You know what? This is Charlene's year. I'm going to make a stance right now. This is Charlene's year. I think he's got a pretty nice squad, Gordon. I think he's got a pretty good squad as well. I like the fact that what, he got Mike Trout on the, the end of the fir- first fucking round. Yeah, and that's what he said. He's like, I have Mike Trout. Like, I can't be that mad. You know, yeah. where he was picking, too. I, lo- I like his center with Travis. Um, Austin Riley, I think, is a pretty good third baseman. And Bo Bichette for shortstop. I think he's an overall pretty good pick. I think he's going to get a lot of consistency out of them. Um, to be honest with you, I don't really know much of his utility, guys. But That means I... Uh, Solaire just hits a bunch of home runs. Mitch Hanniger is going to play every day. So yeah, I, I that's all that really matters, guys. right? Yep, that's right. So, as far as, as, far as his um, rotation, though, I'm not the biggest fan of it. Like, I don't know. I've always felt like Blake Snell has never been really that great. I feel like he has good games, but he also has really shitty games. So... Overall, I'm not the biggest fan of that, but you know, can't be mad when you have Bauer, especially at the fucking Dodgers. This is true. Is I mean, Bauer was a second round pick. I think that's you know, I think of Trevor Bauer as like middle of the rotation behind Kluber and Carrasco in Cleveland. Like, yeah, yeah. he's gonna have his good games. He's got a good curveball, twelve six curveball, but like, can he repeat his? Didn't he? He won Cy Young last year. Then yeah. Cy Young last year. Um. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Me per I mean, again, OD's probably seen him pitch a hundred times. He would know. I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like if I drafted Trevor Bauer in the second round, I'm not pumped. But again, I'm sure I mean we're talking about one of the, the top five pitchers in the league coming back from last yeah. year. So who who knows, man? And uh Blake Snell, obviously, you know, everybody remembers when they pulled him early in the World Series last year and they shouldn't have pulled him. Analytics said to pull him, blah, 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 whatever. But Snell's obviously a part of that loaded rotation there in San Diego. So I do think that's a pretty good one two punch. I don't know who Jesus Lazardo is, but I'm sure he's probably good too. Yes. I mean I have nothing no nothing about him, but if OD picked him, he probably knows some shit that we don't know. But I guess his name also is not Jesus, but uh Jesus. that's how it's spelled. So Jesus. Jesus. Jesus Lazardo. I like it. Uh Gordo, who do you like? I feel like these are evenly matched very teams. Yeah. Lineup wise. Rotation wise, you know, he's gotta get four starts from from Bauer and Snell. I think it's all about if the Nationals and the Dodgers allow Kershaw and Scherzer to go as far as long as they want to go, you know, because it's a shortened season last year. It's the first couple games this year, you know. Do they have a pitch count max for them? You know, you're only going five or you're only throwing 85 to 90 pitches today. I think that's going to be something to look for in terms of, of why. You know, you get six total starts from those three guys. That's huge. But do those respective managers allow them to go as far as they want to go in the games? I think with Bauer and Snell – a little bit younger, a little bit more live arms. You know, I think those managers are going to give them a little bit of a longer leash, which is going to be an advantage for OD. But 
I think it's a battle of some top tier pitchers, and I think it's just going to come down to who hits. And overall, I think I like OD's team better for hitters because I think he has a couple people on there that out of nowhere will do really well. I agree. I agree. I'm going to give Wyatt the slight edge this week because of that top three in their rotation, but uh, I think it's going to be close. Oh, it's going to be very close. I can't wait to walk. I can't wait to look at it. Come April 10th. That's right. And let's uh, let's get into the second half here of our baseball bash bros, uh, Connor's team. Damn, it's, it's been, been Acuna's, Acuna's age, which it did take me a while to figure out what that meant, but it is a fun play on words. I approve of his, <laughs> of his team name. So well done, Connor. Uh, we were texting a little bit after the draft because, you know, obviously we play each other this week. It's it's funny because I, I went with Kyle Tucker before George Springer. I was like, I've only gone with people that I know. Like, I'm going to go with some, like, guys that I've never seen play, but I know are younger and have high upside. So I went Tucker before Springer, and I was kind of kicking myself about that. Springer's going to bat lead off in a very good Toronto Blue Jays lineup, and then he's got a great two oblique strain, and I, I believe they're going to start him on the IL to start the season. So uh, an early advantage for me, if you will, but... I kind of like, you know, you start, it starts and stops with, with Tatis, obviously. You know, he had the wrist injuries um, that kept him out for the better part. I don't remember if that was last year, 2019, but Tatis is a fucking stud. I mean, he has the biggest contract of any fucking Yeah, he's just set. He's living life. He's young. Yeah. He's rich. He's in California. Like, Tatis is, is set up to be pretty solid. I'm like the best city in California. Too. Yeah, I've never been, but it's probably sweet. Yeah, according to Jimmy. It's the oh, best. yeah, Jimmy's there. Shout out Jimmy in San Diego. Yeah. Um, I, again, you look at guys like Christian Pache and Jake Cronenworth. Guys that I've never heard of, but are probably good, young and up and comers. Yeah. I will say for things like Connor and OD, for guys like Connor and OD, do you think it almost hurts them to follow much? the game as much as they do that they just try to overthink and always take like always try to snag that good prospect before anybody does, or always try to kind of outthink themselves? Well, the problem is, is like how many times has as a whole entire like team been good when it's just like. A bunch of sleepers and yeah, prospects. True, very true. You know true. what I mean? Like, granted, the sleepers are always good, but you still have to have those guys that you know for a fact will give you that consistency. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if it's basketball, baseball, or football. Like, you can have good sleepers, but if your whole entire team is just basically sleepers, like you're not going to get anywhere near a championship. Yeah, you need some upside. You can't be all upside because rarely does all of your players you think have potential reach that highest potential yeah. to where your team can be as good as you think but to your point gordon you know he, he I, I think he's got a good mix though you know yes, he, he, he's got anthony rendon you know tony two bags he's got lemayhew who's found himself a, a really good spot there in new york he was a, a top three round pick josh bell i think if he can get things figured out at the plate i mean he's going to have to play first base does his defensive struggles keep him out of the lineup sometimes i think will be something to watch for but he's had a really good spring training and then Kibrian hayes you know we we saw that 20 to 25 game sample of him at the end of last season he's obviously you know him reynolds and newman that's the future of the pirates if they decide (laughs) to have a future Kibrian's the biggest part of it, though. No, they just want a cheap future. Yeah, and right now he's cheap. You <laughs> just got to hope that he continues to progress. 
He had a good spring training. He actually hit a home. Was it today? Was their last spring training game? It was yesterday, yeah, I think, sure. against Minnesota. He had a home run. So a good end to there. But and then you look at you know the old savvy veteran Salvador Perez, who he's still going to play 110, 120 games behind the dish for Kansas City. So I like Connor's team in the sense that there is that combination of consistent players, but like you said, also those sleepers, and it's not too much banking on upside this year, I feel like, for him. Yes, and I 100% agree with you. And on top of that, I think his rotation is a, is a good mix as well. I mean, he has Stroman in there, and then Lance Lynn is more of a sleeper pick, at least in my opinion. And then, you know, you also have Liam Hendricks as your reliever, and you got a couple people on your bench there that you recognize are also, you know, possible sleeper picks as well. Yeah, I think if there was one area he could he could work on, it is that rotation, but... Um, again, he's got a lot of bats in there, Gordon, and he's got some guys on the bench that he could mix into uh, to the rotation, to his bullpen. It'd be interesting to see if he continues to go with four relievers. I think that's at, that's at least impressive. one too many. Yeah. But um, I, I don't mind Connor's team at all this season. I, I think he's got a good outlook. Um, and then here comes myself. Trent Grisham went on the IL. I saw. That makes me sad. Um, I think I got some really good steals towards the – Yes. The, the, the back like Charlie Morton went really late James Paxton went I, I got him in like the second to last round he's touching like 95 on the radar he could be really really fucking good this year um used to be a really Rosenthal. good really good player yeah Rosenthal he's old too uh I don't know who Jordan Romano is but uh Fuck it. I just thought it was a good idea because Kirby Yates went down for the Blue Jays so let's go Jordan Romano hopefully you're going to be the new closer um, but you want to talk about, uh, listen, I'm a sucker for names. I'm a sucker for looking <laughs> at my team and being like, oh, I got Goldschmidt, Machado, Baez. How could I fucking lose? Like, there's a reason they fell to me. You know, I'm sure they're not going to be as good as I think they're going to be. But Seager. Um, I mean, Seager's awesome. But yeah. uh, I didn't love using, a, I think, a third, third round pick for me. I um, mean, you do have one really amazing name, a name which is Isaiah Kiner. Oh, Kiner Falea. Kiner Falefa? Kiner Falafels? I mean, I was going to go with Falafel because that's basically the same thing. Former catcher turned apparently third baseman and shortstop. I just know the Rangers are going to suck ass and he's going to play every day. So that's that's why he's on my bench. I really like the way my roster is constructed. Like this will probably be how it is. Four guys in the bench. I'm going to have a couple extra starters and I got Jacob DeGrom. So, you know. Can't be mad. Jacob DeGrom and Charlie Morton. Never, never. Yeah, uh, I think getting two starts from DeGrom is big. You know, if he's as good as he can be, I I don't know. I think Connor's going to make a move for a, a top tier starter. I think Connor, if one of his you know sleepers, as you alluded to, hits, I think he trades for a starter at yes. some point this season. And you know, like you said, you kind of piled up on starters hoping one of them hits so you can trade off another one of them. So I think that is an interesting dynamic because you always need pitching. Injuries always happen. So that'll be really interesting to follow here as Especially the season progresses. Pitchers. pitchers yep. definitely get injured all That's the right. time. So. Well, Gordon, we did it. We oh, where are we at it. now? Where are we at now? Because I want to like talk to you about something. 115. Yep, 115. Oh, we're right in the sweet spot here. Okay, what the hell is on, on my, my telly? telly. I'll tell you what's going to be on my fucking telly here. Probably, yeah, it's a little late. Not tonight, but definitely Friday. A little movie night with the old lady. Kong versus Godzilla yeah. on my new TV. 
fucking A. I can't wait, Gordon. Yeah, there's a brand new TV. I can't here. wait. It looks, I, it looks great. Finally got rid of the old one that yeah, was on. Max now? Uh, she does. She bought That's it. fantastic. But I use it, you know. It's yeah. perks, you know what I mean? Uh, also, I'm about six to seven years too late on this show, I feel like. But I start, I'm going to see if you can guess it, all right? Netflix original. Okay. It was one of like the original originals. Mm-hmm. British. Peaky Blinders. Peaky fucking Blinders, Gordon. It's not a Netflix original. Is it not? It's BBC. What? No, it's not. Is it really? It's BBC, and then they just said it was a Netflix original. Okay. Well, so they can air it. I tell you what, it is absolutely one of those shows I can't watch without subtitles. I don't know yeah. what the fuck they're saying half the time. It's the thick accents. It kind of sucks that like you know what they're going to say before they say it, but numerous times I'm like, I would have had no idea that's what you just said. I'm glad I have subtitles on. So it, it it's a little old, like, I don't really understand. He just tries to take over, like, everybody, and he's just always at war with somebody. Yeah. So I get it. He's a powerful guy. You know, yeah. he, he's got a lot of people that he employs. I get it. But, like, there's some... How much did you want to start smoking when you watch that? Dude. And bourbon? Listen, when I watch... <laughs> I Twice an episode, I'll say. I say to myself... Jesus Christ, I can't even imagine how hungover I'd be if I was doing what you're doing right now. I mean, just hacking darts, brown liquor. I mean, yeah. he wakes up and puts it in a cereal. I mean, it's like he, it's, <laughs> he lives off. Like, you see him eating that show? No, he's just smoking cigs. No, he's literally eating packs of cigarettes. He just smokes cigs and drinks whiskey. Um, what are your thoughts on that show? Because I'm sure you've seen it. I've seen the whole, I've seen every episode. Okay. I've actually... For a while there, I was just putting it on because I didn't know what else to put on. Okay. Really Ooh, it. so it's that good. It's like one of those, like, I've seen this episode four times. Let's just get it on in the background type of thing. Yeah. I, wow. That's how much I like it in general. Plus, like, what? It's like six episodes a season? Yeah, it is a little... The dynamic's a little weird. Like, they're... That's a huge BBC thing. Interesting. Yeah, they get, like... There was a show called Sherlock where they made a modernized Sherlock Holmes. Okay. It was three episodes a season. That's like weird. How long only, are the episodes? Hour and a half. Okay, so that's... No commercials. Okay, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Interesting. That's pretty fucking cool. But overall, man, I love that show. What, what season are you on now? Last season that they had... I heard they were uh, starting to film the sixth season. I'm yeah. on the, like, third to last episode. Okay. All right. So, a lot, lot of sex. A lot, lot of sex. A lot of killing. A lot of guys get their eyes cut out, which, yeah. you know, not my favorite thing. I, I, I like the, the violence and the gore, but, like... Who's your favorite character so far? I like Tom Hardy's character. Fucking Alfie! I mean, Jesus, you want to talk about subtitles. I mean, holy shit. I felt like he made the subtitles hard to read. Um, Tom Hardy's character is awesome. I do, I think it's well done in the sense that like, you know, I, I think for me, good TV shows are TV shows where there's characters that you're rooting for, where there's characters yeah. that you have specific feelings on. You think about Breaking Bad, like you're always rooting for Jesse. Jesse was a very likable character. Um, you know, I, I think about like Blacklist, and like I'm always rooting for what the James uh, James Spader's character. Like I, I I'm not a big like network TV guy, but like that was a show that I was always rooting for James Spader. And like, how's he gonna get out of this one? I always find myself rooting. For Tommy, you know, there's obviously a lot yeah. of things going on in his head, but I think that's what gets me the most is I find myself rooting for the main character, yeah. which is like big for me as just like a viewer. If I had to pick a favorite, I'm probably it was Michael, sweet and innocent Michael, yeah. that turned out to just be cokehead, Michael. scary Michael. Yeah. yeah, I mean he's he's got some. Uh, 
I'm not done yet, but I'm, I'm going to guess the end of it is a little bit of uh, it's a it's a back and forth with him and Tommy. But I'm going to go with Arthur. I think the transitions he makes yeah. throughout the show is not like impressive is a dumb word to use, but it's like it's very interesting. Like, How much did you hate him when you, when you first started it? Did, I hated him. No, cause, and he's just beating the shit out of people. It's just like, hey, man, chill out. Like, yeah. you're bare-knuckle boxing like children. <laughs> like, let's hold yeah. off a little there. Yeah. And then, he, you know, then he's like, he steps up a little bit and takes on a bigger role, and then he marries that lady, and now he's all into Jesus, and then he comes back, and then he's crazy again. So I just think, like, the up and down of Arthur is one of the most interesting things to me of the show. He has a huge, he's in a really good storyline. I mean, obviously, I mean, everyone's rooting for Tommy, fucking Tom Shelby. Yeah. He's a fucking man. He man. really is. He's a cool-ass character. Yeah, and I'm really looking forward to see what they're going to do with season six. Yeah. It's just been getting more and more, like, how much more does he need? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I agree. How late and out of touch with pop culture would I be if I dressed up for Tommy as Tommy Shelby for Halloween? Because I feel like those are really good Halloween costumes, but I feel um, like I'm also you, like six you, years too late. No, you're fine. Okay, that yeah. still passes. The right. Problem is, is like you're gonna have to get the haircut. Uh, don't like the hair. I'll I be honest. Nah, not a fan. I'm a huge fan. Okay, all right. What have you been watching? Um. I watched Lockdown, that movie, on HBO Max with Anne Hathaway. Locked down. Yeah, it's literally about the lockdown. Like right now? Like quarantine? Like quarantine. Oh. Wow. Really? In Britain. Wow. And then they end up actually doing a heist. Wow. It's actually a really good movie. Is it like based on like covid hit it's a lockdown like they make up another disease no, or something. It's, or lo- it's covid lockdown okay Ooh, interesting yeah it's about time they start just pumping out fucking tv shows and movies about coronavirus yeah, i'm it was guessing like, it's like a two-hour movie it's a really good movie like every once in a while i watch that i watch palm springs you ever watch palm springs on mm-hmm. hulu that's with um uh, andy sandberg okay and then the I've seen previews. I, I've seen previews of it. Then yes, I have. I've seen, I have not watched it, but I've seen, I know what you're talking I wanna about. I want to like though. try and tell you what it's like because it's going to kind of like spoil it for you. I probably won't watch it to be honest. So go ahead. Uh, it's kind of like Groundhog Day. Okay, Bill Murray, good film. Bill Murray, like that con- that concept is really fucking good. Interesting. Though. I think it was funny. Um, JJ, oh J.K. Simmons is in it. Oh, he was uh, the dad from Even Stevens and the guy from uh, Spider Man. Okay, probably more recognizable there i just remember him from even stevens um if that's a guy i'm thinking of i hope that's a guy i'm thinking of i think i don't know i don't know about even stevens okay well let's now i'm interested but overall though that's been one i've been watching i've been watching a lot of uh, bourdain like anthony bourdain yeah like parts unknown no reservations i've been rewatching a lot of those uh definitely was not the dad in even stevens so i don't know why i said that I yeah know. he's from spider-man he's uh the guy who does like the directing for the, uh, his like photography and shit. You know what, Gordo? Do you ever find that you can't help but like get into shows yourself personally? Yes. That your significant other like starts you on like it's just on in the background. She's watching it, and then like you catch yourself watching like ten minutes of it, and you're like, "God damn it! Let's watch another four hours of this." Yeah. You know what show I did that with? What? Can. All right, I'm gonna have you guess again old like our like early college late high school years okay mtv show jersey shore no you're in one of the famous ones you're on the right path catfish no no before catfish before catfish Ooh. jersey shore 
Teen Mom. Teen fucking Mom, <laughs> Gordon. I couldn't get enough of it. Oh my god. That's Dude. how I am with 90, 90 Day Fiance. Yo. I love that show too. Yeah, it's just like these people are out of their mind. Fucking Teen out of their Mom, mind. it's like, uh, first of all, can we just listen? I mean, you watch them, and you you know, we all grew up. To, you know, we're old enough to say we grew up together, basically, more or less. I mean, it's I, I can't imagine what what that is to go through. But it's just like I, you almost feel bad for them because mm-hmm. they're just very unintelligent, like just low IQ, like the things that they say. Like it's almost like they're what's a word I'm looking for? Like taking advantage of them, like. Some of the shit they do and they say, it's just like, I'm not even, you know, we're not even 30 yet, but it's like, you want to smack them upside the head and be like, quit being such a fucking kid. But they're like 16, 17. I found myself enamored with some of the storylines. I'm embarrassed. You know what? I'm not embarrassed to say. I found it very interesting. Um, Some of it, you just kind of got to laugh. Other parts, you're like, I remember being that age you know a decade or so ago and like it what you know that's i get what they're doing but like looking back on it it's like i'm glad i'm not in that position right now (laughs) i mean dude teen fucking mom for about the last two weeks we just ripped through that on netflix i mean hey whatever makes you happy man i've never actually watched teen mom i mean nine day fiance does fucking hilarious nine day fiance is awesome because it's it's just the the diet it just that's also like the idea of it is just I mean how do people do that? Yeah, I've been watching. A, I've actually been listening to a lot of podcasts now about Ninety Day Fiance. Not about Ninety Day Fiance, but I've been listening to this podcast. It's like a comedy, like comedy take on history. Okay. So this dude will literally like say, for instance, we're doing a podcast. I would have, I would come up with a brand new topic in history, and he would I would tell it to you, and the guy would just react to it, and they'll do like a comedy sketch on it. That's cool. Dude, it's actually pretty fucking... What are some other podcasts that you get down with most of the time? Well, that's called The Dollop. I really like that one. Um, I used to be, like, super into, like, part of my take and whatnot, but I don't do that anymore. Like, okay. I'm actually unfold a lot of shit on Barstool. Too mainstream for you. No, it's more of the racist stuff. They're racist? I don't know. Like, Portnoy was saying the N-word and stuff. Oh, uh, on that show? Not on that show, but overall. Just in general? I've never been a huge... Barstool guy. I yeah. just, it's, I don't, I just, it's not for me. Bill, Bill Burr and Burt Kreischer have a podcast. What together. is that called? Cause that's, that's the one I need to get into. Bill but Burt. I, I don't, you watch, you listen to Two Bears, One Cave? Yeah. See, I love Tom, Tom Segura. Fucking love Tom Segura. You don't and like Bill Burr. Now that I don't like Bill Burr, I just think that would be too much because I know how Burt Kreischer is. I just find Burt and Tom's dynamic to be very funny because it's just like Burt like hammering on for like 10, 15 minutes. And then Tom just sneaks in like a funny little jab, and it, which is like that's enough to like keep me interested in the next fifteen minutes. Yeah, I feel like Bill Burr and Burt Kreischer would be a little too aggressive and in your face. Is that kind of how it is? But you like Bill Burr though. I like Bill Burr. It's not really aggressive at all, to be honest with you. Like Burt will start start talking about shit, and like Bill kind of like brings him down a little bit, like in the fact that like because Bill. Because Bert loves exaggerating shit. He does. And Bill will like call him out on the exaggeration. He's like, oh, you fucking idiot. Yeah. That's not how it went. <laughs> so that's probably pretty good. It's really good. Um, plus, they'll talk about like a, a lot of different stuff, especially about like how they came up. So it's really interesting yeah. in that aspect. And then they'll also have like um, takes as far as like what they end up liking on like certain topics and whatnot. I've been listening to them. I haven't listened to them recently, but I've been listening to them. They're fantastic. 
every once in a while I listen to Joe Rogan. Yeah. And then That's probably a solid one. Just yeah. tried and true. I was listening to the Demi Lovato interview. It was actually really good. With Joe Rogan? Yeah. She's Joe a wild card, huh? Yeah. No more is. drugs though, right? No or she's back on the drugs. She's off. Off drugs. Got it. Yeah. At least off of heroin. I don't know about weed or anything. That's good. Yeah. The hard shit. <sighs> Speaking of hard shit, this was not easy. But we made it through. What are we at? Did we get to hour and a half? 126. Ah. Want to talk for four more minutes? I don't know, Gordon. That's kind of our <laughs> sweet spot. I, I feel like you get past, if we keep if we start on something else, we get past an hour and 30 minutes. Then you get into that dangerous, like, guys look at it and they're like, I'm not fucking listening to them talk for yeah. 90 plus minutes. So maybe this is a good time to stop. Overall, Gordon, tell me your thoughts, your excitement level for the baseball season. I, I told you earlier, I did cave and buy pirate tickets that were far too expensive <laughs> just a stupid but you know what we deserve it gordon after i'm just excited to just go to a ballpark have some sun on my face a big expensive beer in my hand and just watch some good baseball you're actually gonna come visit me in the city for once yeah well i mean you should go to the game with us that'd be fun why don't you just come down like park your car down there or something are you like close i've never even been, i feel like i've never even been to your place you've never been to my place I'm literally right next to the T station. I've been on that before. Yeah, you can literally come down, park your car on the street. That would be fun. And then Even if you didn't want to go to the game, we should get like dinner or something. I'm up for it. Okay, let's, let's do, do that. That's fun. All right, yeah. cool. Yeah, it's an all right place. I don't mind it. But uh, your your thoughts overall, oh, overall on the season? I'm liking the season. Good. I'm excited for it. Now that I look at my team more, I'm even more excited for it. Get a nice squad. Yeah, you brought up you brought it to me. And you got a nice squad, all right. Gordon. Um, overall, though, I think it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a fun season. I hope I don't get bored halfway through. And no, about it. <laughs> if, if I can just say, I I think it's it's something that I would be. What I like about it is I'd be surprised if like guys didn't come back. I think we have a yeah. good dynamic, and the, the group me is just so huge for constant communication and shit talking and keeping guys interested. I think that weekly high score payouts give guys a reason to at least pay attention for a few minutes a day. I just, I, I we do, we have a knack for just putting together really good leagues and sustainable leagues. Yeah. And, and shout out Commissioner Ben once again. That shit's not easy. I would never do it. You couldn't pay me to do it. Um, and you don't get paid anything for it. So, so shout out Ben. Shout out all the new owners this year. Good luck. As long as Pat doesn't win, I could give two shits yeah. who does win. But it's also an interesting storyline. If Pat wins four years in a row, I mean, that's... That's pretty... I don't care what you're, impre- what you're doing. Four years in a row of anything. You're doing something right. We need to start interviewing you. Like, that's we right. Need to have a we should podcast. bring on champion Pat. That's what we'll do. We'll see what kind of reviews we get from you guys on this one. And uh, maybe we'll sprinkle in a couple more this season, Gordon. Who I'm knows? looking forward to it. I think we should do it more. Okay. If we're able to. Oh, dude, I got vaccinated, by the way. Twice? Not yet. Just, just the first one? Just the first one. Did you did you feel weird the next day? Mm-mm. Interesting. What did you get? Johnson and Johnson? No, Pfizer. Uh-huh. I have the second one coming at the end of the month. P. Pfizer? P. What's Pfizer. the best one? If you had to do a power rankings of vaccines. I've heard Pfizer's the best. Okay. Then, then Moderna. Then nah, Johnson, not Johnson. bragging. Just, no, you know, just the, Sorry. you know. Just... I think, no, I think the Johnson and Johnson one is the one that everyone wants because it's one and done. Why, now, how did you get to be vaccinated? Because we are of the same age. Did somebody approach you because you work for because your company? No, you just yeah. I just put obesity and like you are, you're eligible. No, you're not. According to my BMI, so that's all that matters. So you had to go and like apply, like you applied for it, basically. Mm-hmm. I just I don't think I'll ever get vaccinated. That's Should funny. I? 
I should. You. No, I mean, I should. Yeah, you probably should, but okay. Whatever you want to do. I mean, I, it was pretty easy. You just showed up and they gave it to you, and that's it. Mm-hmm. They, they all they asked me questions as far as like where I live and just general information. They didn't ask me like why. Are all shots? Are they all two? Like all double shots? Like you have to get two rounds of them? Uh, Pfizer, Moderna are two. Johnson Johnson's one and done. About that, yeah, that's very interesting to me. I mean, I'm in contact with people every single day, so I figured why they like check up on you, see how it is. Well, no, because I'm with people every single day. That's why. Oh, I'm you say you, okay? I see what you're. I thought you. I thought you yeah. meant you were in contact with like the person who stuck the needle in your arm. Like, hey, Gordon, how you doing? <laughs> I just went to Boardman for it. Oh, really? Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't too bad. It was like an hour out. Me, me, my mom, and my sister Jeez. all went. Well, so you guys all got vaccinated? Yeah, at the same time. Oh, nice little family affair. Yeah, then they're like, cool. you, have to, you have to stay for like 15 minutes or whatever. So they can like uh, like look at you and analyze and shit like that and just yeah, make sure you're cool? Make sure you're cool. If you end up feeling sick, you let them know. Wow. And then it, I guess it just makes you stay longer or they give you stuff. Wow. Yeah, but overall, it's fine. I almost said crazy times we're living in, but I'm really looking forward to the day when people no longer say those words. Yeah, me too. I think it'll happen this summer. Good. I'm looking forward to it. Or at least by football season. Yeah. Yeah. Looking forward to... Uh, we got plenty of good stuff on the horizon, Gordon, including uh, maybe a few more of these podcasts. But uh, let's wrap it up. Let's do it. Boys, we appreciate you listening. If you listen, I'm not sure. But uh, for my co-host, Gordon Ramsey, I am Kyle Dudley. Remember, make sure to make your acquisitions, your trades, update your rosters. It's a long season, boys, but it's a fun one. You take care, and remember, John Fogarty sings a song, and I didn't know that, so remember. <laughs> and you also didn't know he was a lead singer of Creedence Clearwater. No, I knew, yo, when you said Fogarty, I was like, did you say, no, CCR sings. I was like, that's not a fucking CCR song. It's basically a CCR song. Well, I get it, it's like inherited. It's like when uh, Paul McCartney sang for, uh, what, Wings? Wings? Yeah. yeah, it's like one of those, like, we Irwin Slash... Uh, what was that band after Guns N' Roses? You remember that it was like an all-star band. Ooh. Um, uh, Shit, I gotta actually do. Oh my god, I gotta look that up. What was that? Or when Neil Young joined. Uh, uh, oh, Crosby, and Nash. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Crosby, like that. Young. Yeah. New band. Put me in, coach. I'm in, Nah, it wasn't that. I don't know. Oh, by the way, guys, Dudley has brand new furniture, so... I live in a real apartment now, everybody. It only took me 29 years, but I made it. <laughs> Had a nice new TV, got an actual couch, TV stand, the whole nine yards. Anyway, guys, have a good season. Hopefully, we'll talk to you guys soon again. Let us know what you think. Later. Peace.